just going to do one throw like that. Um, I feel like I'm... I don't know. I think you've already fucked up this podcast nah. three seconds in. Nah. I can hear him. Yeah, I can hear me. Well, that is the problem. I can hear you. Does everyone wash their hands? Well, before we begin, copiously. Don't joke about that because you were literally about half an hour ago talking about how you haven't been doing it. Yeah, which I, I have think been is doing no. It. I think it's highly irresponsible. I have. Been Jamie doing looks it fully shows... sanitized, sterilized, lobotomized. <laughs> but, but who hasn't been washing their hands regularly anyway? Who needs to be told to me. wash their hands? Hundred percent me. It's fucking yeah. yeah. It's been such. A, I've had to buy like really like high price alcohol just to like. <laughs> Been, like, have you been um, san- cr- sanitising like, yourself with like grey goose with, uh, with grand crew <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah well if you can even get it at the supermarket so I went there the other day and I thought that people were taking the piss when they were talking about like pasta being unavailable I had a real hankering for pasta well, and pesto the other day it's and it's all gone it's because all the idiots out there have gone fully insane if shit yeah. goes full Mad Max I'm so ready for it are you? I've been preparing for it my entire why? life why? You've, you've got a car yeah, exactly. That's basically, it. you have. When you say guitar. you've been, when you say you've been preparing, you're going to be my Furiosa. No, 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 no. Hang on. When you say you've been preparing for it, you haven't been preparing for it. You've just been, been watching doing, Mad Max. Yeah, I've been do- doing doughies <laughs> in Taking the Tesco car park. Matt, what are you doing? Why have you got your note like pen and pad out watching what? Mad Max? <laughs> Bullet pointing it. I've just been writing down my inventory of uh, of, of what toilet you paper. Yeah. There's, there's going to be loads of doomsday preppers out there like, I fucking told all told you, you guys. <laughs> I told you this was going to happen. Speaking of which, have you, did you get called out for the amount of toilet paper that you've been buying recently? Did you I get haven't. limited? No. Did I get called out? No. I've just buying, I've bought the regular amount of no. toilet paper which I is, usually get. Because the thing is, alternatively, this is why I don't understand that, that people are going mental, especially about toilet paper, yeah. right? We all have... In our houses, no, we all have in our houses what is effectively a a large bidet, right? What, a shower? Yes. (laughs) So if you run out of toilet paper... Have you been... Not all of us. It's much... Sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's much more hygienic to wash your ass in the shower (laughs) than... Like, I used... I used... used, No, 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 no. no. I used this this, um, analogy to... For a friend of mine when I was discussing this the other day. And... Loads of... A lot of Europe and the... That plug hole. (laughs) Yeah, you've been waffle stomping nuggets. I'm just saying... I'm just saying... I'm just saying... The bidet and, and, and... and washing one's anus with water is much cleaner than just wiping it. I, f- I feel like I feel like this is a reverse moment of uh, that scene in Demolition Man, where it's like, "Oh, they don't know how to use the three seashells thing." Um, um, uh, so basically, you don't go and do your washing. You're washing up by getting some kitchen paper and give, dabbing it and rubbing all the dirt around and going, "Yeah, this is fine." <laughs> So don't treat your anus in the same way. Wash your anus. And so alternatively, if you run out of toilet paper, it's not the end of the world. Hang on. You You can just stick your butt under the shower. No, Tom, I don't do it every time. I was going to say, because the first thing you did when you got into my face that I've literally just moved to (laughs) was rush to the toilet. Yeah. Yeah, So I didn't say, I need to go to the toilet and then knock on the bathroom door saying, is anyone in there? I need to... Sorry, you have the shower going afterwards. I need to give you a quick... What I do is actually, you can use the flush of the toilet as a sort of a double purpose kind of thing no you know you just have to sink yourself further down into the bowl oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> 
and then let the flush oh my God. cleanse this, you. Could this Alternatively, I wish I had one of those Japanese toilets that thanks me for my shit. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this whole problem could be solved a lot better if people knew proper wiping etiquette. Are you... Are you a fold man or you're a scrunch man? I'm, I'm, no, I'm a single fo- I'm a single fold. Okay. And then <laughs> and then but the thing is every time I do it, I actually I, I draw out runes and I cast spells. <laughs> Please don't ever do this again. No. Um but I just I don't know like, that there was a do difference. You, do you, I thought everyone scrunched. No. Why would no. you scrunch? What, the toilet roll? Yeah. Um you fold. No. Why wouldn't, you, why wouldn't you fold? A fold gives you an even surface area <laughs> to draw to... Yeah, but it's kind of like a scourer, isn't it? Tom, are you using scourers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you scrunch the scourer, scourer and just really go ham. No. You get... And it, it, it's the other thing, is it when you do the fold... Both have it, their benefits. You, I think I fold and then I move do you, into do you a fold, Do you fold two uh, sheets? Why do you fold <laughs> do you, and do you, then Do you fold two You're sheets together? Shit. Or do you fold one sheet in half? Two sheets. I, I do the one. So I got four ply. Because then you can, then you can use your finger <laughs> and you can really get in there and get it's, some purchase. Just, just reminds me of that... Um, there's a viz... Like toilet advert, toilet paper advert. Yeah. Where it's like the, the salient points of it are like, it gets the shit off your ass and your finger won't go through. <laughs> it's sound logic. Yeah. So, we welcome back started. to the X and Ferris yeah. podcast, everyone. A podcast all about wiping your ass. <laughs> uh, my name is Matthew. And with me, is, as always, is my co host, Tom and Jamie. How's I mean, th- this podcast is a lot like toilet, isn't it? Oh, it is a huge steaming pile of shit. <laughs> so um, does anyone have anything to say other than this? I feel like any kind of news that we're going to talk about yeah. is probably going to be coronavirus related. <coughs> so Whoops. we've really timestamped this episode. I um, I found something funny the other day. Uh, do you guys, how, how, how big a fan of you, Lamb of God, are you? Yeah. I remember. Uh, I remember how when big I f- fan am, have I, am <coughs> I of manslaughter? And, um, mm, yeah, uh, very true. Did you ever watch that documentary? No, I haven't. I think we should review it at some point. Yeah, very guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I remember watching the like seeing the video for Load to Rest at a very early age and being like, "This is sick," and then getting real tired of the corny "Hey, we're redneck meddlers" kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, I remember seeing them with. I think you were there actually, Jamie. Yeah, we yeah, 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 throw down and, and as I lay dying. Yeah, that was a show, man. And that one song by As I Lay Dying that everyone shit themselves over because they're like Nin- man, ninety fucking, ninety-four hours. Yeah, because they're like, man, a double fucking kick in that song. It's like the fucking fastest thing ever. Triggered to hell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but don't you remember Throwdown covering um I nearly said Suffer Survive. <laughs> no, uh Sepultura. Did they cover Roots? Yeah, they covered Roots. I remember them playing Forever and it's, me being at the front and this was a time when you could still smoke in the venues. And, singing, um, smoking cigarettes, singing smoke, straight edge. Yeah. yeah. No, but they but, covered... This was just after Dimebag had been shot. Well, I remember and, and the then they played Roots Dimebag and they played, they played Roots as like a tribute to him. Because okay. they were like, something, well, something Dimebag, because this song is in our Roots, bloody Roots. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a roundabout way of like yeah is it that meme of that woman like with the uh mathematical symbols right yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
No, I remember the day Dimebag got shot because I was at the Kentish Town Forum and I was walking down the queue on my way in because I was going to see... Discarding of the evidence. Oh, yeah. I was going to see Dillinger Escape Plan with... Ethel Duath. Ethel Duath. And Poison, Poison the Well. well. Yeah. Um, and everyone was like screaming Dimebag as I walked past the um, queue and I was like, no, I wish. Actually, no, You're I like, don't wish because he had a fucking hole in his head. But, uh, but yeah. Were you there at that show as well? No, it was one of the ones that I should have gone to. Oh, okay. So um, on Lamb of God's Facebook page, uh, they posted up a teaser and it um, it sparked a memory in my in my mind. So the teaser uh, opens up in grayscale. Uh, <laughs> Your two brain cells rub together. <laughs> uh, with lo-fi um, sort of that TV static uh, effect on it. Uh it fades up, and they're in a recording studio, just play, just doing their shit, playing mm. some new stuff. Yeah, fades out, and it says "2020 Lamb of God," and that reminded me of something that <laughs> we did um, with a failed band. failed project. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Is that 2016? Yeah, something like that. When we said that was four years we were, ago, we were arrogant enough to put up a teaser. Considering but lazy that we were a new to band, do nothing about it. <laughs> and then we never released the album in the at the end. Of the day. <laughs> what do we? Uh, what's our um, general consensus on uh, teasers? Teasers. Yeah. I think unless you're what's a TV context? show, it sucks. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Do you hate all teasers? Mostly. I'll tell you what I fucking hate right now is they do it on YouTube, but there's like a three second trailer for a trailer. Hmm. Like it's You're like, talking about the thing that you can then. But well, that's skip. just the format. No, 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 no. But like, that's like what, now they now they're like now they're like get ready for the trailer and it's like oh, and yeah. then it goes like and watch it comes the trailer now. The, yeah, and it's so fucking annoying. Yeah, but I hate that. Skip to the trailer. <laughs> um, Why? I Who's think, teasing what? Oh, Lamb of God were teasing. Oh, okay. But I think um, I hope there was more teasing. That teasers are all right as long as they're tastefully done and the music. It's good. Okay. Well, yeah, preferably if it like, is as as advertising right? something, you yeah, want exactly. the good thing. Yeah. You want what it is being advertised to be good. I don't think there's is anything this picking wrong with up teasers. my microphone enough. Yeah. Yeah. You can hear me. Yeah. Yeah. Delicious. Um, yeah, I think teasers are all right. But it doesn't matter because now that they're going to have to retract that teaser anyway and change it for 2021 at this point. That probably will be. Yeah. Yeah. So I work for a big cinema company and I did just get an email through saying that Pearl Jam's live stream into cinemas is uh, being pushed back. So oh, no. every cloud does. <laughs> yeah, every cloud has a silver lining. So Actually, no, 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 no. Don't, don't do that. Just because you're wearing a shirt, Jamie. A checkered shirt. Pearl Jam are very good. They're not yeah, very good. They They're awful. Good. They are they very are. good. They're terrible. Oh. I've never liked Pearl Jam. So? That In doesn't, that doesn't the... make them objectively bad. Mm. Mm. Uh, yeah. Matt, Matt Thank Bunkle. you for your input. Should I say your full name on here? Is, uh, oh, it's not Matt Bunkle. It's, no. It's changed um, now. Yeah, it's changed now. Um, the fucking Secretary General of Taste over here. <laughs> um, so this is pretty much the, the last episode that we did. We were talking about it was a roundup of 2019. Mm. Uh, thank you for your contribution there, both of you. It's all right. Um, not much. Sorry, it wasn't as left field as yours, Tom. Well, at least the majority of mine were from 2019. 
And at least mine, I could mine, count to ten. We tried mine to put it mine into were context. all from 2019. Yeah, but you had coffee? nine. Yeah, that's just a mistake. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do we have um, any more coffee? No. I, oh. I can make some more in a bit whilst no, you guys sorry. shoot the shit about something else. No. Uh, I, was just, I was just curious about like how you found 2020. Thus far. Thus far in terms of metal. Let's try and keep it metal. Can I talk about it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. The album that you two both hate. Oh, for fuck's no, sake. We've, we're just gone then. Didn't we talk about this last time? Yeah. But more has no, come. They'd released, they'd released a single last time. But we time. were dumping on it last we time. We were dumping now on it and I thought it was Jamie's bad. Jamie's converted. But oh. now I really like it okay. and have listened to the, both the singles that came out then in a, the wider context of the whole album and I think they work. Yeah. This is the new Code Orange album. I've never liked Code Orange ever and I don't see what the... Um, I don't see what the appeal is. I think the production's actually really piss poor. Oh, I, I I disagree. Caveat is it to um is it who is it? It's not Will Yip, is it? No, why would he do that? No, it's not Will Yip. Caveat to the last podcast, we did also dick on um a, a record label. Oh yeah, and it now, yeah, and uh, I have now actually very recently met a very lovely dude who is in a band, who is signed to... Said Prosthetic label. Records. Said label. Said, <laughs> aforementioned label. Um, and uh, I won't mention his name or his band name, but he's But saying, you will mention the label. Yeah. Oh, well, it could be any, any of the bands. Um, but it turns out that it might not necessarily all be, like, bad form on prosthetics. So it's, not, okay. so it's not as cut and dry as... Yeah. They did bad thing, thing is bad. Yeah. It might be the case that other band, who I don't know if we we're mentioning. I mean, we talked about them did, yeah. in the last podcast. Yeah. Uh, was it Dragged Into Sunlight? Yeah. Turns out that everyone's at fault and it's not quite nearly as... I'm not going to get into details, but I just wanted to clear the air because I eventually I want us of, to be distributed. I can, <laughs> I can actually see where that person might be coming from with that argument, though, because when one member of an argument goes absolutely crazy about the other person yeah. like semi rant usually they're usually in usually the it indicates that they're overreacting about something and they're not being impartial enough mm. no they're just laying into it aren't they yeah but i mean it seems shady from every perspective mm. really many different colors of shade yeah yeah but i'd like to thank both of you for joining me i know it's a stressful time with uh, covid going on yeah. so we're not uh, postponing this podcast no, we're not. We're actually Unlike not. Um, we try. We're not doing I, I, anything. Unlike the other podcasts, we're not all currently holding hands as well. <laughs> yeah. So should we? Um, should we launch I, into I this topic? Yeah. Um, After we spent five hours trying to just set up the music. Let's hope it works. Shall I start off? Uh, so this is part to... two of a um, quite a large topic that we wanted to cover, and a first for us because we normally manage to just exhaust our. Bullshit yeah. research in an hour and a half, but so last last time we visited this topic, we were giving a bit of a we were surmising Tolkien metal. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't. We I think we got proto- as far as we got as far as the early eighties. Yeah, we actually got as far as borderline late eighties because I finished on uh, Black Death, which is Fenris's okay. band before uh, Isengard. But we, but we hadn't talked band. about some of the. Big ones. No, we haven't talked about some of the big ones because I think that their career trajectory sort of 
it escalates further than their inception. Okay. Okay, so their inception is one thing, but then what when they actually become Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. just just to just to clarify. So when the band starts, I don't think that it's as established you don't as need, you don't need Tom, you don't need to mansplain. No, 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 me. it's fine. It's fine, I get it. So <laughs> Or when, worse, Tom's blame. When people get together sometimes this, this is not, not this is not good content <laughs> um but yeah so now we're going to look into the much darker side of tolkien um <clears throat> with i hope uh ample help from jamie in terms of the law <laughs> of tolkien let's hope yeah because i'm gonna look at you with every cindarin sort of piece of information i've got and saying what what, what does that mean so well, have, that's you got just, your, have you got your elvish that's, that's just that's just one language and one exactly. strain of elf well, so as as one exactly. species so th- i'm already learning okay i'm already learning so let's start off with this and then we'll take it from there so i finished last uh episode with i uh black breath black death black death black death not black breath but you, you could say r.i.p pull one out for the homies yeah there we go <laughs> um let's just give this a play I actually think this is this is fairly reasonable. Yeah, it is. I think it's better. I don't know whether it's I don't know whether it's the um, way we're listening to it, but that kind of drums phasing in and out (laughs) sound. (laughs) I think that that wasn't that just Matt turning the volume down. Yeah, I was. I just wanted to make sure that we could uh, converse over the top of it. No, I think he was doing that with the blast beats earlier on. Oh, okay. (laughs) So who is this? Sorry, Tom. This is Fenris. This is Isengard. Oh. Isengard with uh, Spectres over Gorgoroth. It's their demo from 1989. But this is before quite really a... really um, solid. Quite a shift in terms of his musical style for this project. Before. This is... I mean, it's pretty good. It's really good. Yeah. I think when Fenris is working solely on his own... Mm. I think he releases some of the better music than when he's collaborating. Mm, I don't know. I'd probably have to say that early Dark Throne and even later crustier Dark Throne is yeah. still his best album. You're you're a fan of the death metal Dark Throne, aren't you? Yeah, big fan. Do you like? Yeah. Do you like that death yeah. metal um, Dark Throne? Yeah. 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 So it was a weird kind of. It was a weird tangent. In their career, wasn't it? I mean, well, yeah. Um, well, they started out like that, so it's yeah, true. it's almost like the roots of it. So it's um oh, we've got a ghost in the room. Uh, wonderful. Um, so yeah, so with because that's the thing with with bands early exploits, you always expect it to be piss poor and they kind of actually improve. But it just seems like his drumming style and whether he did it that in a considered manner just completely. <laughs> declined in terms of quality because his would you not agree i don't know i don't think it declined in quality no but he was a much tighter drummer on soul side journey than say something Mm. like 
maybe because Blazing he the maybe because they had I don't know how long it took for them to record Soul Side Journey, but they probably spent longer than I don't know the length of but a song. But also, it's a stylistic it, choice as, as well. A, yeah, yeah, true. But it was a polished album. Well, for for Dark Throne. Mm. So yeah, and but, what we what is your um take on? Because I think we need to contextualize this. What what is Isengard, Jamie? What is Isengard? You people surely know what Isengard is. We know is. what Isengard is. Yeah. Matt, Matt is Isengard? does it for the layman. Yeah, exactly. We're, <clears throat> we're an inclusive podcast. So right? at the time of the Lord of the Rings, Isengard is mm. a tower. Okay. Surrounded by a big ringed wall, um, lots of trees and stuff. Saruman mm. lives there, head of the White Council. Think of him as Gandalf's, <laughs> think of him as Gandalf's boss. Okay. So you got, you've got upper management... And then you got yeah. the manager. He's like the CEO of Wizards at this <laughs> yeah. point. He's also an outlier. Like he's not. Yeah. He's not. He doesn't. He isn't really Gandalf's boss. No, but he's. Like there's no HR so, department. No, no, no. So he's not. He's not. <laughs> there's no actually. There's no hierarchy. But they have. He is the head of the White Council at that point. Okay. So Gandalf has to sort of show him a bit of respect. And he's okay. got a fat or grievance with him. And but basically. In in as as of the Lord of the Rings, Saruman has been tainted by Sauron mm. um, because he's been chatting to him via the Middle Earth Skype. Yeah, Middle Earth <laughs> Skype, which is called a Palantir, <laughs> which is a little, <laughs> which is a big a sort of a shiny sphere. Boop, is that Sauron? Yeah, <laughs> boop, 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 boop. the connection's bad. I, I can't <laughs> hear you. I can't hear you, Sauron. <laughs> that's um, that's Christopher Lee, by the way. Yeah. Um, and so they've been chatting and Saruman's basically been like, mate, you know, all those men and stuff. This is by no stretch any sort of research that you did on the uh, first. Oh, I don't need to do research. You did a fair bit. You pulled just books. pulls this directly I from have his some books. brain. No, so basically, yeah. Um, Saruman had joined, for- unknowingly at this point, had joined forces with um, Sauron. Uh, but Isengard is a uh, tower. Mm. Um, it's one of the namesakes of the second book, The Two Towers, yeah. being the towers of Isengard and the tower of um, Barad-dur. Okay. He's so, got it. No, I think you mentioned that He's before. Got it, yeah. Yeah. I still don't know what it means. but um, It means something in, El- in more Elvish or the black speech of Mordor. Um, and yeah. It's so kind of to... it's kind of far to the it's at the bottom end of the Misty Mountains. Okay. So just to give it some uh, musical con- context here, uh, the creature in Isengard's logo is taken from an old Lord of the Rings RPG called Middle Earth Role Playing. <laughs> Are you a fan of that one, Jamie? Middle Earth Role Playing. I don't do. I don't partake. Sounds a bit sexy, doesn't it? Mm. Should we do some uh, Middle Earth Role Playing? <laughs> I'll be one of the towers. You'll be the other. How about you explore my one ring, Tom? <laughs> uh, the original illustration represents uh, Thuring Wethill. Do you know that? The vampire from Tolkien's book, The Sil- Silmarillion? Uh, yeah, there are vampires. Okay. It doesn't always talk about No, I do uh, know. Fenris Grey. They're, right, they're, they're a uh, creation of uh, Morgoth. Oh, from, okay. Like way yeah, back in the Isn't day. Isn't everything yeah. that's bad yeah. a creation of Morgoth? Yeah. He did make everything, right? He's like, what? Morgoth didn't make everything. Morgoth made all the bad stuff. Right. Okay, no, no. Was there so, any bad stuff that wasn't made by Morgoth? Morgoth. Okay. 
Uh, Fenris created Isengard because he had many musical ideas that didn't fit with the style and music of Dark Throne. Uh, when asked how he felt about Isengard... Actually, in an Isengard open... was created by the Dunedain. Yeah, okay, we moved on. Oh, no, no. What, what's, what, what is that, Jamie? Come on, we need to film in it. An older race of men. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, Fenris commented that he doesn't understand... Races, <laughs> descended descended <laughs> yeah. from Numenorians. So Fenris has said he doesn't understand why people like it so much. Um, he said that people like the elements which he doesn't like, uh, namely the project's folk metal abs- aspect, mm. which I don't think we we got from that clip. No, there didn't really get the the folkiness or the metal. No, but there is a lot of there is a lot of folk influence on his first LP. Yeah, like the. <laughs> okay, let's <laughs> move let's move on from there. <laughs> uh, I've got something for Jamie. I think Jamie's going to like this one. This is a band called Maniac. Uh, the song is Fighting the Reich of Mordor. The Ra- Reich. That's a, that's a crossover. <laughs> Jamie's going to love this. This is from 1989. What makes you say that I'm going to love this? Just wait. Clues in the title. It sounds quite good, to be fair. <laughs> I just feel like you need like dogs in the back of the Are there some bandanas hanging out the back of people's pockets in this band? I can picture driving like a big car to this. (laughs) That sweet ass reverb. needs to project more. He's singing like up here. Yeah, yeah. He needs to engage his diaphragm. I think there's a so question... It sounds like pound, pound Shop Dio. <laughs> what someone calls a lake, the wizard calls the entry. <laughs> and with the seal, only he could break. I mean, yeah, it would. Okay. If you were in this band, like, you'd no be having sleeves. a fucking time, man. You used to be. You'd be, like, I'd be having a, a fucking great time. This would be amazing. I think this is your calling. Probably. Like, this is your final form. <laughs> what, to be in a, a Man of War esque yeah. power metal band? Oh. That's how, so that bit sounds so like that um, uh, video of Vince Neil. It's weird because yeah. Oh what when he's just like, like that, fucking that, destroying it on stage, like horrible. Fighting. <laughs> um, that was also in 1989, so quite an amazing dichotomy between the two, really, isn't there? Like mm-hmm. shows how versatile our scene is. Yes. Isn't it? Support your scene. Yes, metal and metal. The metal, the metal can be both power and, and black. <laughs> Powerfully black. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, okay, let's uh, let's move on from there. So, uh, Jamie, if I said to you the word Sirith, oh, what would you think? Ungol. Yeah. And what is Sirith Ungol? I'm not going to lie. On the drive here, because we're not doing this podcast in our usual um, place of residency. Well, could be. There are. Um, yeah, from now on. Um, I drove past a couple of places that were almost Tolkien-esque in name, like Ongar. Onga. Onga, yeah. Bognor Regis. Bognor, yeah. So I feel like we are out in the sticks now, though. We're not out in the sticks, Matt. We are. This is not just because you've lived inside the M25 for (laughs) God knows how long. This is not the sticks. It's weird. There are houses on every side. Sticks, this is not. (laughs) (laughs) Sirithungol. Yeah. So Sirithungol. Tell me. Is, um, so on Frodo and Sam's journey to get the ring to Mount Doom, they yeah. pass, there's a point where they go, um, where they're released by Faramir, who mm-hmm. decides not to take the one ring from them and lets them free. And then the two of those guys with, um, um, with uh, Gollum slash Smeagol in tow head to uh, Minas Morgul, which is a, uh, a once... Uh, town of men that has got taken over by ring wraiths and orcs and things mm. like that from a bit of, well a while before the events of the lord of the rings yeah <clears throat> they then climb a, a very funny little stairway up the mountains um Sirithungol is the pass that gets them through the um the mountains the mountains which i won't mention the name yet because there's another band called that name um yeah, Sirithungol is the pass that gets them through those mountains. The mountain, this pass, pass also includes Shelob's lair and a rather large orc stronghold. Okay. The thing is about Sirithungol is that <coughs> that's essentially where the Tolkien references end, would you say? They don't... They, um, don't, they, don't they have it. some... They, they have some, like... They have, like, songs called The Troll and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, and they've got, like, necromancer references yeah. and stuff, which could tenuously be a, a Hobbit link, but... Is there any badass Tolkien names that haven't been taken so far? Oh, I mean, dude, there's fucking thousands of bands that are referencing uh, Tolkien. I had to mm. go through an absolute arsenal, and it's not just metal. It's like fucking downbeat, psytrance and stuff like that <laughs> that takes influence in Tolkien. So this has been a nightmare to try and like... So we're getting, some of the big, we're getting some of the big hitters out of the way first until we get into the real shit. Yeah. <laughs> comes Jamie, was, Jamie was brought up with this shit. I, you actually if, put the effort if, in and I, I did fuck all. Oh, he did bring his book. If, if I, let's say, let's, let's use that example. If I open up my, an encyclopedia of Tolkien, the history of mythology that inspired Tolkien's world by David Day. David Day has written a lot of good books about Tolkien. If okay. I open up a random page. There's going to be a badass name. Numenor. Numenor. There is a band called Numenor, isn't it? I think there's a band that does that. (laughs) Trolls. Cheddar Gorge. (laughs) (laughs) Khazad Doom. There's definitely going to be a band called Khazad Doom. And what is that? Is that something badass? Yeah. I actually think I might have them on here. Uh, But we'll get to that. Uh, slightly later on. So, Sirith Ungol, they actually formed in 72, but didn't release their debut until 81. Oh. That gives that us sounds hope. Like, yeah, that sounds like something that we would do. That gives us so much hope that yeah. we're, we're just taking our time, making sure that we're releasing something. But still, the clock is ticking on, isn't it? Their biological clock. Is, yeah, it, they've just released, they're releasing something this year. 
They're still going what, strong. Old, oh, what, and their Zimmer frames? <laughs> no, come on, man. Like, what? for a lot of these metal acts, you just got to let them keep on going until they die. Yeah, like Pagan Altar, who were one of the worst bands I've ever seen live. So are you saying it's better to burn out than fade away? Yeah, f- fucking, like... Look, if, if Kurt Cobain was about now, what yeah. do you reckon he would actually be doing? He'd probably be doing a Pepsi commercial. He'd be chilling out with the lemon heads. Yeah. With no head. <laughs> uh, so I think on the name, uh, Sirius Bengal, they said, in retrospect, I wish we had picked something easier to remember because if a lot of our trouble has been over our name. People couldn't pronounce it or remember it. But we figured once they did, they wouldn't forget it. I've just realised when I mentioned a necromancer thing, I was actually thinking about Manila Road. Right. Marillion? Mm, uh, Marillion? Really? Named after Silmarillion? Oh, yeah, that is true. Oh, yeah, Marillion named that. after Silmarillion? Sim- Sim- yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think we covered, See, I might have covered that. I did do a little bit of research. Yeah. Um, yeah, should we, uh, should we continue on? Should we push on? What have you got for us now? I'm just trying to choose. Uh, let's go to 91 with the band Unleashed, uh, Swedish death metal. Uh, they released a, uh, an album. Are, are we not listening to any Sirithungal? I don't think we should. Are there any... I do wait, because I was just going to say, because Swedish death metal with Tolkien references, are there any particular categories of metal where you feel like Tolkien doesn't work? So we've had power metal, um, we've had black metal... In um, in the context of metal, in the sphere of metal, just in general, like slam, slam metal. <laughs> no, there are hardcore bands that take. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about hardcore specifically. I'm oh, specifically, specifically slam. slam. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> I don't know, man. I think. Uh, or what about openness? I was going to say. Up. Yeah, what about? <laughs> yeah, no. What about like Gorgrind? Yeah, because he's. It's not very. Um, it's all yeah, like, but, but the but the subject of those, matter those, of Gorgrind is like implicit in the the genre that they're in remember yes. to look each other look after each other out there share the load <laughs> but predominantly it has no lyrical content other than like guttural like rip, 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 pig noises yeah. so the the scope of um tolkien's work can't really come across when no it's absolutely just not you know noises. there's like a tolkien gold grind out there now being like you fucking <laughs> i like someone google it. it i mean i hate gold grind anyway so why it's just pointless genre. Okay. Anyway, it's, it's the it's it's literally it's the incel of the metal world. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is unleashed, or maybe that's annotations of an autopsy uh, from nineteen ninety one. Oh, that is a hundred percent. This is some death metal, absolute nonce music. What a twat. Who was this again? This is unleashed. Okay. For a sweet death, it's not a huge amount of HM2 in there. It's quite tasteful. It's very gate creeper, isn't it? Mm. It actually reminds me of Harm's Way as well. Well, there's no um, Trent Reznor-esque drum beats going on in the background. That's quite HM2. I mean, it's just, it's pretty standard. Swedish death metal, and I enjoy it, so. 
Well, that's, there's that riff. <laughs> Pretty standard, isn't it? It's good, though. It's quite a well-rounded... They sing in English? Yeah. Are there um, any bands that are not English-language bands, actually? Sorry to put you on the spot. What? Just, just, yeah. just generally in the world? No, for Tolkien, but I wonder whether there were actually any bands that sang in the languages that he created. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I haven't found any. Fucking not, We need to fucking <laughs> yeah. carve that niche. Yeah, fucking hell. Um... So some of the lyrics from that was a hunt for an ancient treasure, no herbs to restore his life. To die by an orcish arrow, victorious, the Olog High. What's that, Jeremy? Yeah. Slow you'll die, the dark one smiles. The, the Olog High are a side breed of orc. Okay. They're quite big, troll-like. Okay. Is it a white orc? Okay. No, a white, the white orc's like that fucking um, Azog dude. Okay. Well, that's his actual name. Uh, yes. Oh. Okay, apologies whilst I try and find the timestamp for this next one. This is um, what we're going into now, some true Norwegian black metal okay. from uh, Fimble Winter, uh, which was uh, released in 92, Hot Records. Do we know who Fimble Winter is? Absolutely no. not. Uh, so this is Shagrath. I was uh, a Shagrath, yeah, my boy. Before... He formed the symphonic shit show, which was Don't you dare. Yeah, man. Don't you <laughs> fucking just, dare. Am, they are responsible it. for I'm one of it. they are responsible for one of the greatest metal songs ever written. I'm calling it Progenies of the Great Apocalypse. Apocalypse. Aproca Apocalypse. Approximately Apocalypse. <laughs> which has is also one of the greatest metal songs ever written and also has one of the greatest metal intros ever written. Okay, so what we're gonna listen to is When the Fire Leaps from the Ash Mountain. Uh, and then I want to read you a quick... Oh, that's not an obvious reference. <laughs> Here we go. Just sounds like it's spraying. Spraying like antiperspirant. I love the, uh, the artwork on that. Oh, nice. Yeah. See, this is kind of where I switch off to, like, early lo lo-fi basement black metal. What, what bit? Why? Is it the lo-fi? Yeah. I think it's oh, like, I love... That's the bit that yeah. gets me. I think it's the ridiculousness of the production in terms of... Not the fact that it but is it's the just inherently shit. But it's but as a deliberate choice. But you have one bit that's, like covered in reverb and then you'll have like one guitar line that's so like dagger in your ear because there's absolutely no reverb on it whatsoever and it's just buzzy as fuck it's just off-putting yeah i mean we get it don't we I think we get it. Like, I do have a quick quote. I think we got it the first time round. So with the first he's band your, that he's your boy, like that. Jamie. Uh, in a in a zine that was released in the early nineties, uh, he. We still uh, talking about Shagrath. Yeah, he was interviewed. One of the questions was, "What means Satan for you?" 
He said, Satan. His, his, his name is a Lord of the Rings reference, by the way. Oh, what is Shagrath? It's the name of an orc. Is that intentionally supposed to sound like Shadrach? Well, it's, it's, well, it's, it's, it's a hood it's, rat. It's only shag rat. Um, yeah. What is it? No, it's just the name of an orc. Oh, right. Okay. So uh, Shagrath said. Uh, Actually, well, an uruk high. Oh, fucking hell. Uh, oh, we'll, we'll get on to uruk high in a bit. So, uh, what means Satan for you? Satan is my god. He is the master of this world. And soon he shall arise to claim his kingdom. He is the king above all kings. He was then asked, Do you agree with me that black metal should be for white people? He responded, yes, I do. And I would <laughs> gladly cut the throat of every black person in the world, hill the Aryan race. Would you like to retract any statements, Jamie, that you've made? <laughs> <laughs> um, Progenies of the Great Apocalypse has one of the greatest metal intros <laughs> of all time. Um, <laughs> I met Shagrath at a party. Surprisingly funny and down to earth. <laughs> shall, we, uh, shall we get onto the subject? Of obviously, obviously I don't I stand think that's by... a good segue, isn't yeah. it? Obviously, I don't stand by any of his Should views. we slip into racism? <laughs> like a... Warm pair of slippers. So, <clears throat> was Tolkien racist? Yes or no? Probably. Is it that probably? It that, I th- I don't know if it's is like, it that black and I don't white. Know if, I don't know if he's full on like Enoch Powell. No, this is no. the thing. But like, I think he's as racist as an old white dude in the forties and thirties like, usually was. The majority yeah. of uh, yeah. Catholics are. As yeah. Well. The thing is, we have to discern whether it was implicit or explicit. <laughs> don't we? So if it's implicit. So it's just inherently like he's unconscious of the fact that he's being racist. Which I think mm. is probably what it was. Yeah. Rather than being like the orcs, as you can tell, are black people. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes, I guess. <laughs> I mean, if he's if he's if he's just sort of subconsciously doing the whole white is good, black is bad subtext to everything, white is the pure, yeah. beautiful stuff, and then Everything like in the books, like and in the films, there are no black people. <laughs> and then, if well, the, they well, are. No, there are. Know. There are. There are black. There's like um, there's the Harad and the Haradrim from like down south, but they fight with the orcs, right? Okay. So, um, and even then, they have like an eastern theme. They're he's all just like that, he's just like they have they have a very Christmas. Dinner. They have a very like North African <laughs> Persian kind of um, vibe to their description and look. And it's interesting because they, we ride, now, they ride elephants. Yeah, we now get into the topic of things like black metal and the lyrical content of their and just thematic in general. And there just seems to be these wild inconsistencies where you have them wanting to kind of discuss things like Tolkien and racism. Well, they don't want to discuss racism, but they want to like discuss like Satanism and like Christianity. Mm. But they use the works of an individual who I don't think at any point throughout his work he was saying that Morgoth or the Orcs were the good side or the, the, the individuals that you wanted to root for. He was always on the side of the elves and humans. But in the Silmarillion, correct me if I'm wrong, he was trying to make the Orcs more of a rounded race rather than just the bad guys. I think also in the Lord uh, of the Rings, wasn't it? When well, he kind of gave them a bit more humanity. Yeah, so there's there's differences in terms of... So, for example, the Uruk-hai are like a mindless... Not mindless, but like killing machines that were bred solely for war that will do whatever their masters say. But like, Is that like the SS? 
uh, almost like the SS, Saruman's SS, the, Sar- the Saruman <laughs> squad. <laughs> um, um, but orcs are displayed as having, whilst they are ruled by Sauron, there is an element of not humanity, but kind of um, some sort of moral compass sometimes. Mm. And it's not all doom and gloom and horrid badness because they have existed sort of side by side and not been warring with each other okay. constantly for long periods of time. Um, but obviously orcs were at one point elves. Mm. What do you think, like, do people <clears throat> have people misinterpreted Tolkien's moral compass, do you think? Well... I think it's if easy. Manager, to, I think if, it's it's easy to look back on it with twenty twenty glasses on and go, that shit's a bit racist. With some white glasses, on. Yeah. yeah. And I still stand. But I don't think, whilst there are themes in there that probably that, that definitely don't fly now, and you shouldn't really look to excuse. Mm. I think it is a product of its time. And it's like Song of the South. Yeah, but that music's brilliant. Oh, it's Disney. Oh, okay. no, right. that music's great though. Um, um, but, I mean, well, Tolkien was quite explicitly anti-Nazi. Not necessarily anti-racist, but he wasn't a fan of the Nazis. And it was mad religious. Yeah, crazy religious. But also, he... So, The Hobbit wasn't published in... Uh, well, wasn't translated to German language for the longest time. Because at that point, by law, you actually had to um, state and agree that you were of Aryan descent which he actually <laughs> refused to do. Yeah, I've seen that big letter. Yeah, and uh, what did he... He basically he just writes to... this, like, two-page-long fuck you. Yeah, <laughs> and he referred to Hitler as Direct a uh, Hitler. ruddy little ignoramus. So, Ooh. scathing words, mm. especially from him. Like it's borderline Shakespearean insult. Yeah. <laughs> you ruddy little cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, like, but to be honest... Yeah, black. No, no. But this is what actually it, no. I was just realizing you just said the gore grind is like the incel of um, it's black metal. It's not. It's it's a certain sect of black metal is full on the incel. No, I don't think it's the incel. A certain sect of black metal is the school shooter of the metal <laughs> yeah, world. Good, yeah, I don't good. think it's the incel because black metal dudes get laid all the fucking time. Did you Which see you, Lords of Chaos? <laughs> Did you watch Lords of Chaos <laughs> yeah. with Chubby fat, Varg? Fat Varg gets... Fat Varg fucks, man. Yeah, he gets kebabs and badly he gets, packed kebabs. Matthew. Apparently the Thulean uh, Delete that. Agree that. Um, so why have all these black metal acts and all these uh, metal bands that are inherently racist completely misconstrued or reappropriated Tolkien's text? I don't know if they necessarily misconstrued. They just looked at it from the yeah. I think I think I think it's easy to look at it and be like, "Those are black people. Those are white people. They're bad. They're good." It just seems like a massive coincidence that like there are literally hundreds of thousands of metal acts that have been influenced by Tolkien. Some some of them aren't racist. I'm sure Blind Guardian isn't racist at all. (laughs) I'm sure summoning are fine. They want to write in, yeah. <laughs> but, some, but someone like our pal, good pal Varg, long-time listener Varg, <laughs> like he's he's well into it. He and is. He, he's really some might say got a bit too to into the, it. Got down into the into the boggy swampland of Tolkien. But he was and bathed in it. But the interesting point is, if we're talking about looking at Lord of the Rings like it's a um, 
racial kind of analogy sort of thing. He, Varg, is like exclusively into all of the dark stuff in it, which if we're going to say, if we're trying to say that Tolkien was saying, oh, the white, white is good, black is bad, all the orcs are non-whites and they're the evil ones, Varg is technically batting for the opposite team, right? <laughs> if he's saying... If he's yeah, saying surely that he should be on the that, elvish. Yeah, so he should be saying, well, I'm not going to call my my band fucking Burzum, which means darkness in the Black Speech of Mordor. Mm. I'm going to call, call my band. I'm going to call my band Legolas, <laughs> and I'm going to sing songs <laughs> about the stars. Like I guess so. But obviously, it just Varg, doesn't work, does it? I think Varg's Varg's, race, Varg's racism just comes from him being a fucking Nazi and a massive anti-Semite, like. That's where his racism comes from, just from him being a yeah. general fucking chode. So, uh, Burzum are formerly known as uh, Uruk Hai yeah. as well. What's that again? The Uruk, Uruk Hai are. Orc folk, is it being? They were rather Re- than orcs, which the, the Uruk Hai were created by Saruman. They were, they were sort of birthed into existence. He grew them uh, um, as sp- specifically a fighting force. Um, to to fight um, Gondor and Rohan. Right. Um, obviously, they were mostly destroyed. Um, but whereas the orcs breed, and the orcs were initially uh, created by Morgoth, but then became a race of their own, and goblins and all those mm-hmm. other sorts. Um, the Uruk-hai are, yeah. A, I actually have a I have a quote here from Varg. Also, just so just as a little uh, as a little nugget of info. Um, Uruk High is also a disbanded group from Madrid comprised of uh, ex-members of Nazgul and Titanblood. And they fashioned raw pagan black metal on uh, De Toad's Rune records. And I had a quick look at De Toad's Rune. Um, they are, of course, a label that specializes not only black metal, but NSBM. But NSBM. Yeah, of course. If it's talking, did you say De De Toad's Rune? De Toad's Rune. The Toads. De Toad's Rune. So, like T-O-D. T O A D. Okay, fine. Yeah. The to- what? D I E. I thought there was there was. T-O-A-D. I thought for a sec there was a um. What's it called? The German the SS thing. What's the the rune called? There's like Totenkampf, and then there's like the other thing. Oh, I'm not well, sure. Well, Toten is death. Death. Yeah. There's yeah. Like, well, that's the death skull thing that mm. Totenkampf, whatever it's called. Um, so you seem to know a lot about this, Jamie. I was reading about this the other day because I was reading about um. <laughs> Sorry for the slight divergence. I was no, reading please. about the um, I insist. Uh, what's the name? <laughs> Helena Blavatsky and the the uh, Thule Society. And explain. Oh, just like the the um, esoteric occult beginnings of the Nazi Party. I do have a book nice. on Nazisms and uh, Nazisms and, and, the, and the, the occult and the fact that it was just a bunch of fucking German nerds <laughs> who were like super into like spells. <laughs> like all the stuff about like the Nuremberg rally being like a massive ritual to like mm. h- harvest energy, vril v- energy specifically. Yeah, yeah, sapping it away. Like, <laughs> anyway, sorry, opposite. Tom, carry on. Uh, Varg said, in my teenage interpretation, I pretty much saw the hobbits as children or simply boring. Uh, the dwarves reminded me too much of greedy capitalist pigs, and they too were pretty boring. Um, their rules were cool. Um, um, Mariah, Moria, sorry, was a yeah. wonderful place, but I disliked their greed vehemently. And who wants to be short anyhow? 
The elves were fascinating. Yeah, Tom, how is that? The elves were fascinating because uh, fascinating, beautiful, and especially their immortality and closeness to nature was cool. But they were kind of dull and they fought for the wrong side. Instead, I felt a natural attraction to Sauron, who was the person who gave the world adventure, adversity, and challenges in the first place. I could easily identify with the fury of the dark forces and enjoyed their existence very much because they were making a boring and peaceful world dangerous and exciting. I mean, that's a dumb way of looking at it. <laughs> you sound like... Sound like sounds I, would, trip him I would much rather be happy and boring. He sounds like a bored housewife. Yeah. He's just like, you need to find a Raoul. <laughs> uh, please continue whilst I set up the next track. Let's give us what, continue talking about Nazis? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I can't remember which one it was. I think it was, it was, it was either Hitler or it was like... Who was the... Um, Gestapo head guy? Uh, Not Goering. Goering was Luftwaffe. Goebbels? Goebbels. Might have been Goebbels. One of them had, like, um, I think, repeated, like, dreams and hallucinations of as, as they were a kid of a um, ancient Germanic king in their room saying something about them being a descendant of this, like, ancient, like, Aryan royalty... <laughs> All this kind of weird know? shit. That's, Legolas. <laughs> yeah. He's now there's just there's just loads of there's basically Nazism. That's Hitler's ghost. Blowing <laughs> <laughs> the door open. Um, Nazism is just Dharma cult nerds. Yeah. It was basically just a bunch of fucking. There, yeah, but for the grace of God. It was. It was. It's. It's. It was basically um, <laughs> Alistair Crowley going in the other direction. <laughs> <laughs> and dudes still just wanting to do stuff because they could get laid, but eventually killing um, 10 million people and the rest. Wow. Powerful. What a world. It's just the history hour with Jamie Sarr. Yeah. Yep. Okay, let's move Full of holes. <laughs> okay. You didn't factor in this fat old intro. Who's this? This is Gorgoroth. I like, I like that I like key. It. Yeah. It's very mournful. Mm. Who is it? It's Gorgoroth. Which is Cinderin for horror. Um, it's also the name of the, the plains of Gorgoroth. Which is an expanse of land inside Mordor. That base. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> Bang. Bang. That base. It's crazy. This is cool. Yeah, good. I dig it. What release um, is this on? This is off Antichrist, which is their second on my Spotify. studio album. But again, similarly, <sighs> akin to uh, Sirith Ingall, I think that's pretty much where the Tolkien reference ends. That well, song is uh, their eponymous. Uh, yeah. 
how many of these bands do kind of like properly lean into the Tolkien oh, law? So Blind Guardian, one hundred percent. Summoning, mm. I would say that. I mean, basically they, every Blind Guardian song is about Lord of the Rings. How have they made a whole like like two three decade career on the same subject? Of it just Tolkien. Do you think they were like they get to a recording studio and it's like okay, so what we're gonna what we're gonna write about today? It's like oh, <laughs> Tolkien. Tolkien, Tolkien, obviously. They just get their fucking stack of books out. And yeah. Just... <laughs> right. <clears throat> I could just have this, like, oh, I had this really idea for a, a really good idea for, um, like, a concept album. Oh, yeah, yeah, tell yeah, us yeah. about it. Um, oh, it's, it's a little bit, you know, it's a bit different to what we've done in the past. Oh, shoot. Go for it. <laughs> tell us. Uh, well, it's a, bit, it's a little bit about uh, Lucifer. Who? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Yeah. So uh, that was Gorgoroth. Mm. And another band that seems to get thrown into that hole. What kind of time are we looking at now? We're still in early 90s. Right, Don't worry, okay. we will push forward. <laughs> Sorry, uh, when, when, when can we talk about Amonomath? Well, I was about to talk about <laughs> Amonomath right now. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Now, Amonomath is another band that doesn't really have a great deal. But it's a very it's fun name from, to say. From Tolkien, I'd say. Well, the name is... The, the name is mm. Mount Doom, right? Yep. Yeah. So they formed in 92. Um, but it's Norse mythology, which Tolkien is a fan of, right? Tolkien is a big fan of it, yeah. Uh, apparently when he was young, he read and translated from the old Norse uh, on his own time. Uh, he also co-formed he a was Viking those, club. Yeah, he was one of those pricks who like actually enjoyed their job. Like, you know, those real, those awful people who you really fucking hate. You're talking about me? Yeah, who are actually, like, revel in their job, rather I don't than revel. Like, I just don't hate it every time I have to go there in the morning. No, It's actually, it. like, quite nice. I enjoy it. Yeah. What did you want to say about uh, Amon Amarth, then? Just that you're a big fan. Yeah, they've got some great riffs. <laughs> <laughs> some of it, some of it is proper paint by is numbers. That, like, is this not the crux like, of this entire podcast? It's, is, it's real. Great riffs. It's real paint by numbers, like, fight metal. Like... Every riff is dung dugga dung dung dugga dung dugga dung dung dugga dung dung, and then it has that same like mid tempo drum beat. Um, okay, I'm gonna put this on. Uh, it isn't a monomath. <sighs> oh what? No, I'm not playing a monomath. Right, I know. A lot to get through. Here we go. That's some sim. It is some sim, yeah. So this is summoning. Okay, Austrian. Austrian, black metal, based in Vienna. Yeah. uh, Formed in 93. This is off of uh, Minas Morgul from 1996. What's Minas Morgul? Minas Morgul is um, was once a town of men, a city of men called Minas Ithil, um, but was captured by the powers of Sauron and is actually now a um, a town, a city where uh, several of the Ringwraiths base themselves. 
The Witch King of Angmar hangs out there a lot. Okay. It's seen in the um, Lord of the Rings films when Frodo and Sam and Gollum start to climb the stair up to Sirithungal. Um, and it's the town where all the forces of Mordor start exiting in order to go and besiege um, Osgiliath. How do you remember all this shit, Jamie? How many times have you read these books? A uh, couple. A few times. So in the, watch the films more. Because mm. watching films is cooler. <laughs> have you ever read any other books? Have I ever read any other books? Yeah. Um, what are they like? <laughs> I read um, I read Slaughterhouse Five like oh, ten years ago. On and on about this. Don't go on and on about. I this. remember when we were recording. You were like, "Where is it like a badge yeah, of honor?" Because I, I because told, because that read, was because that was ten years ago. <laughs> have you ever read uh, Slaughterhouse Five? Because that was ten years ago, Tom. And like I just said, I read it 10 years ago and enjoyed it. So I wanted to talk to a friend of mine about a book that I just read. Apologies. That's fine. Apology accepted. So, sorry, I didn't read it when I was 11 or something like you did. And, um, and, and get everything. Just very quickly on summoning, uh, the band has said they consider themselves to be composers rather than musicians. And they do not practice so together. So wanky. They do not practice together before recording. Uh, Guitarist Protector does not own a guitar and has used a different borrow guitar for every recording since Dol Gulder. It's like when people call themselves multi-instrumentalists rather than just a musician or a songwriter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just code for being a wanker. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to very quickly storm through a couple of these until we get to into the 2000s. Um, we've got Sweden's Marduk. Uh, they released uh, Those of the Unlight in 1993. Rotting Christ... Those uh, of the Unlight is about the Nazgul. Yeah. Cool. Right in Christ, seven-inch <laughs> split with uh, Satanus uh, Tedian. Um, however, I believe it might have been an older track which appeared on um, an outro of a compilation of tracks released in 95 uh, on Unisound Records. It was called The Nereid of uh, Esgalduin. Jamie? No idea. Really? It's God, uh, we I'm sorry. There is a lot of stuff there. Uh, 95 Behemoth on the album. Uh, uh, is it Sventvith Storming Near the Baltic? They released uh, Forgotten Cult of Alderon. So there's all these like really massive metal acts mm. that aren't inherently influenced by Tolkien, but have some sort of like Tolkien reference somewhere in their career. Um, this is bad. This isn't. Uh, from uh, Good. 1997, Belgium's Molest with Tep Zeppi. Uh, it's kind of like very groovy stoner metal. And they released a song called Ugh. Helm's <laughs> Deep. Uh, let me just get this up because it is just... There's nothing worse than like bland stoner metal. It's like the most unimaginative genre of metal. Mm, one of one of because it's I literally say, just like I'm gonna play the fucking Ozum Dom and just play just play sleep riffs. Here we go. This is Helm's Deep. Bass sounds really yeah. nice, rich. I think it's very Quality. much of its time. When was that time? Ninety seven. Okay. kind of got that fusion mate i am about how this bass sounds yeah, the bass sounds great the whole the rest of the record 
Nej, nej. No. Oui. It sounds like it could be a bad Pearl Jam song. <laughs> it sounds like it. It sounds like it'd be from fucking Pearl Jam three eleven. Don't. <laughs> Don't <laughs> you dare. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting like three eleven vibes. I'm swimming. Yeah, maybe there's a bit of Incubus in there. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Key change. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, I'm swimming, man. It's just good. Yeah, I'm not going to lie, but it doesn't actually do anything else. <laughs> oh, really? Is that a didgeridoo? I think, I think the... <laughs> I think the drums sound fucking weak. Yeah, that, that snare sounds like something a biscuit tin. Next on the uh, on the CD, uh, it has the band's email address. Oh, cute! Printed on the CD at so, Hotmail. Oh man! No, okay. Ninety-seven, man. It's before that. At MSN, at AOL. <laughs> It'll be back when you got the internet on a CD. <laughs> like just spam delivered to your house like <laughs> once a month so many free trials carry on i'm just setting up the next thing no um, our podcast relies entirely on you Tom, when are we gonna prepared. i'm just excited about when we get to talk about um <laughs> um nsbm legends graveland uh, i'm not we're not oh oh if you got anything they have they have they have a song called white hands oh, power okay white hands power is that the white hands? Yeah, uh, Sarah man, but also you know, racist. White, yeah. <laughs> and what was that to do with why? why it was just Sarah man's um, Sarah man's symbol, which is his hand, the white hand of Sarah man. Right. Okay. <laughs> did he have to do that for everyone? It's not like it would have taken fucking ages. No, they did. No, he did it on a couple of them, but like then they just the rest of them did it to themselves. Oh, just like a little badge. Okay. Uh, okay, so we got. Um, Amon Din in 2000 with uh, Din Amon Eyesed. So it's mm-hmm. supposed to be like diamondized or something like that, but it said Din Amon Eyesed uh, with the king of Dinamon, which is Serbian experimental death metal. Very strange production okay. on that. I'm not playing that. Uh, 2001, Algoron, The Journey's End, The Promised Land Part 2, Gothic Doom from Mexico. Oh. <laughs> Go play a bit of that. Way too hot in Mexico to be wearing any like PVC or leather. Look at the artwork. Nice. Just a beach. Just a little sample there. Um, we've got Black Jade, which is Chilean black metal, and it's off of the album. Did you say Chilean? Chilean or Chilean? Ch- chilling. <laughs> Chilling, chilling uh, Holocaust six 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 is the name of the album. Okay. Mm. Mm. Uh, well, it could mean anything. Gerthang. Gerthang. <gasps> I recognise that. <gasps> I should remember what that is. Oh, uh, whilst you're setting that up, I'm going to set something up that Jamie's actually really going to love. Are you a fan of Dragonland? 
Dragonland. I have not listened to Dragonland. Okay, Dragonland is a uh, fantasy, uh, Ger- just, just symphonic power metal band. Go um, on, talk about Gerthang. Gerthang is the name of the sword of uh, Turin, Turambar, one of the stars of the Silmarillion. <clears throat> Let me just set this up. I've got these so much setting up. You might have to edit this one, Matt. No, it's all right. It's all going in. Oh, come on, man. Famously, famously killed Glaurung. One of the uh, most powerful dragons. But. Okay. Fuck off! So this is... This is the Orcish March by Dragonland. Jeremy's going to like this. So they're from Sweden. This is part of the Dragonland Chronicles saga. into it so far I don't know those those midi horns can do one getting from this map just jamie's face of nice is the equivalent of like 69 or 420 oh i'm into that was that like a glockenspiel or something before what's it got the early 2000s british indie beat Yeah, this is cool. Yeah, I dig it. <laughs> Worrying that there's a tiny scar kind of, <laughs> kind of uh, influence there. But. Give it some reggae! <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, moving on. Uh, we've got 2002 Slovakian melodic grey metal. So it's not black metal. Okay. Oh, was this like in that in the new Star Wars films? Oh, the Grey Jedi. Yeah, it's Galadriel. Grey Jedi. It's like in the middle. What? It's in the middle because it's what, saying so that they like, can't decide whether they want to be good or not. No, it's like it's it's like you're kind of not in the best of both worlds. Is this some bollocks that they like pulled out in the last film? Yeah, a little bit. Right. Okay. But it's about it's like the Jedi are like when they're just the Jedi are like too uh, short sighted and they're they're too like. They can't see from another. They can't. They can't see. Yeah, they can't. It's, it's all just like you've got to be a Jedi. Yeah, blah 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 blah. Then the Sith so are like, oh, we're all bad. So they're in the middle. Yeah. So the great Jedi are just Tony Blair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So the <laughs> they, do, they do new Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> the next thing I'm going to show you is uh, I'm going to jump forward a little bit. Um, is Lorian Secrets of the Elder. Uh, the song is uh, The Voice of Sauron. It's Spanish power metal from 2002. Nice. Um, the cover art for this, I don't really understand it. Are there uh, Jamie, in can it? you please <laughs> explain what you can see? It's a so hobbit hole, isn't so it? It's the door. It's, it's a door, and you're looking out of the door into like a sort of a blue moonlit forest, but the door is open, and, and the door has eyes. <laughs> 
Was this just when Photoshop started? And it's like... <laughs> it doesn't look like Photoshop. No, that's, like a pain, someone, that's someone's some, painstaking you asking, time on that. You were just yeah. asking whether you could. You never asked whether you should. the most painfully overused chord progression on the planet. Where's all the treble? <laughs> oh. This sounds like, um, this legitimately sounds like an, um, an anime theme tune. <laughs> not great like it? that could be like the new attack on titan theme yeah so we've got a band called orchest uh with a band grot uh song grand it's black and symphonic instrumental with folk sort of twinges okay orchest is a goblin cleaver or something it's a weapon yeah, it's the name of a sword right by thorin oakenshield yep right okay. um just, check. just gr- checking grand um grand is the name of the if any of you have seen the return of the king Grond is the name of the battering ram that they use to break down the gates of um, Minas Tirith. Mm. Okay. I think I only uh, ever made it like two hours. 2003. Like, no, it's also named after Morgoth's Warhammer. Uh, 2003, Nazgul Rining, their eponymous tracks, originally released as a demo in 2003, but also appeared on their 2006 say, record, Let the Evil Arise. I heard you say, I heard you say Nazgul Whining, like, as in like... Wind it. Whining. whining. <laughs> no, as in like... Nazgul Dutty Whining. Dutty Whining. <laughs> uh, 2003, Earache Records released a thrash um, metal record uh, by Usurper, Twilight Dominion. Um, let's talk about Black Riders. Pretty, okay. It's pretty basic. Uh, this one I really have to play. So this is in 2003. This is Dol Am- Amroth, which is formed part of the city of Gondor or something like that. The city of um, Gondor is a... So this is very, very raw black metal from Greece. Okay. Uh, Prepare yourself, Jamie. Uh, it's not pretty. Um, Dol Amroth's just a place in Gondor. Like a county. A county? Mm-hmm. Do they have a council? Like sorry. Um, do you think they have a council where you can get like recycling <laughs> bin bags when you run out? <laughs> uh, I imagine so. Okay, so this is Dol Amroth. I have to take this to the start. Firstly, the cover art, it's a bit on the nose. It's Vigo Mortensen. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, that's... As Aragorn. What, what is he there? He's not Aragorn, he's... Um, he would technically be... Um... King LSR Telcontar. Perfect. Okay, brace yourself for this. See if you can understand what this person's saying. Do you want to hazard a guess? No. Lay it on me. He's saying, Die down, you fucking cunt. Wow. Good. Yeah, eloquent. But honest. So again, talking about why I dislike certain kinds of black metal. Why was that that guitar tone right? I know it's deliberate a, a deliberate choice to be like we want to sound nasty and evil, so we're deliberately making things the that sound bad. Sound. And like I'm gonna like if I'm gonna do my Euronymous, my uh, what's his name, um, Macaulay Culkin's brother as Euronymous. 
Rory Culkin. Yeah. Um, impression was like, just what needs to sound evil and like terrifying and all this kind of stuff. I'm like, that isn't scary. Well, it's that, just unpleasant. It's just corny. Yeah. Some of the lyrics on this are insane. <laughs> it's like the, um, what's that person, really early person song where it's with the wow thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <laughs> you know the one I mean? Yeah. The, um, we talked about, it's like a spoken word. Like, this, so, this song wow. is for her. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, some of the lyrics on this are Fuck me raw, ditch me cold, Lucifer, share my fall. I'm what you sealed in a grave long ago, purple versed, soon undressed, quaff the whore, nevermore. So he's so wow. they're pulling from everything there. So they've got a little bit of a little bit of Satanism, a little bit yeah. of He's trying to make it more orgy. accessible, right? Little bit of little bit of Poe at the end. Right, let's move on. <coughs> uh, we've got 2004 British Symphonic Doom from Zabis, which is Tales in the Water, uh, which is also from a demo. God, the, the research I had to do for this to like pick up on things. Uh, they, they released a song called Smeagol's Torment. completely Tornum. lost on me. Yeah, I know. Tom, are you the, are you the Nardwire of the metal world? <laughs> I fucking wish I was. No, I just to get paid for it. Also, I'm just I'm talking to people that don't care. Usually, no one gets people that surprised. Oh, okay. Like, oh wow, I got this from. Oh. Yeah, if, I was gonna say if you did if, if there was a you doing a Nardwa thing with Varg and you showing him something deep from his past that he knew about, he'd probably kill you. <laughs> <coughs> 2005 Battle Law, which is Finnish fantasy metal with clean vocals. Uh, Third Age of the Sun, which was released on Napalm Records. 2005 also Dislocation. Uh, Inexorable Devastation, which is French death metal. Um, and they released a song called Dagor Bragalach, which is Cinderin for Battle of Sudden Flame. Mm-hmm. So that's, a ba- that's a battle in the, um, I think it's the end of the first age, right. where um, a big portion of Middle Earth is sundered and cast under the sea by um, God, effectively. Okay. It's when they've, it's basically the first stage version of the final battle against Sauron mm-hmm. but they're doing it against Morgoth okay. no actually no the battle of the sudden flame is before that and it's when Morgoth released loads of dragons and stuff over the, a northern part of um, Middle Earth and Beleriand and um, they all came out of um, Angband and basically just suddenly blew up a load of shit hence sudden flame basically he'd been growing a load of dragons and like one day was like alright you can all go now <laughs> <laughs> but and then it was a very bad loss for all the elves and men mm. okay i'm gonna move on uh and then we're gonna jump all the way to sort of contemporary references okay because we'd be here literally as if we've been here forever it feels like an age how many wow. ages are there again jamie well there's first second third age and then there's a few before that mm. it's like the age of lamps age of trees all right mate all right, I won't be long. <laughs> let me get. Let me just get this out of the way. I appreciate it. Okay, this is Storms by Ex Mortis.
see, I really like this, but I just don't know whether the subject matter of Tolkien fits. Like, I, this needs some axe wielding, but not someone in tights doing the axe wielding. This sounds like it's Lamb of God funny. now. <laughs> The guitar work is a little sloppy. Yeah. I quite like that, though. Mm. Really can't do that. Can't. So that's basically about uh, Storms Over Isengard, that song. Um, so let's jump forward. Obviously, we've addressed... Metal through the ages. We've gone from black metal, power metal, Nazis, um, Nazis. Uh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> that's that's basically it. the grand spectrum um, of Tolkien. So, so we're trying to find some more recent references to Tolkien to see whether his legacies legacies continue, whether the legendarium has been delved into any further. Uh, 2013, there was Drago with the Vo- uh, the Voyager, which is Maltese raw black metal. Um, they released a song called From the Ruins of Angmar. 2016, now this was a big release actually. Uh, Eldemar, do you guys remember that one, that band? The Force of the Ancient Land. If you don't remember the band, you might remember the, uh, the artwork. Uh, I'll try and get it up for you. It's quite nondescript. Um, but do you, do you remember that? Well, maybe. Yeah. yeah? Um, quite a good band. Uh, this is, was very well received. Uh, However, every song on the record sounds the same. Right, okay. Is that one song good, though? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. It's a, um, I think it's a one-man band, this one. Yeah, it's a solo project from uh, Matthias Hemingby. The artwork did kind of remind me of, like, Sour. Sour? Sarah. 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 It's nice, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. So he's doing quite well for himself. When was this? 2016. Oh, okay. Uh, in 2017, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard uh, released Lord of Lightning versus Balrog. Have you ever heard that? It's like 13 minutes long. No. It's really good. It's a nice bit of like psych rock. Their latest record is supposed to be really metal. Apparently. Um, There was also Barrow White, Kings in Sauron's Service. Mm -hmm. which is Canadian thrashy heavy metal. Now, 2019, we've got Grimdor, which is what? Grimdor? Yeah. (laughs) I don't know. It's just a an collection evil of words. <laughs> yeah. No, G-R-I-M-D-O-R. Oh. Still pulling the gun. I have no idea. I don't think it's a Lord of the Rings thing. Sure. 
I'm absolutely certain. Okay, well, they had Stones of the Hapless EP on records, and they based that whole EP around Tolkien's Children of Hurin novel. Yep. Yep. Uh, Repulse the Orcs, uh, sort of Dungeon Synth. And Dungeon Synth is like a massive new genre now. Yeah, it's is that not... Have you listened to the, um, the latest... Uh, fuck, why can't I... Eternal Champion stuff. Have they released some new stuff? A couple of new songs, like, last year. And it's all synth. Oh, right, okay. It's but like... They're releasing everything on their own label now, aren't they? Yeah. That's cool. We would... I fucking love that Eternal Champion network. Matthew very nicely bought me a copy of it for my birthday. Um, not last year, but the year before. Yep. It is probably one of the best records I've listened to in the last... I mean, when did it come out? 2016? Yeah, it was 2016. But it's fucking superb. But they 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 don't take from Lord of the Rings. They take from a completely different legendarian, mm-hmm. an American fantasy author. Uh, okay, so we so can't talk about them. Two, uh, not right now. Uh, Two thousand and twenty. I can't believe you haven't talked about the band Morgoth. No, no, yet. No, I'm not getting there. I'm not going there. There's too much to cover. But There's so many. You're, talk- you're listing bands with like really tenuous links. No, what are you talking about? Here's, here's a band <laughs> and called Moongate's Garden. There's literally, there's literally the a band. The album's called Cold Waters of Anduin. There's... And the song is called Gandalf's Song of Lorien. There's literally a band called Morgoth <laughs> with an album. How is that a tenuous with an, link? With an album called Pits of Atumno. <laughs> I'm how sorry. Much, I know who Gandalf is. Got, I don't know what Atumno is. How exactly. more Lord of the Rings. Atumno is um, oh, a place where Morgoth <laughs> retreated to... Um, early in the ages of the Avada. I didn't even know who Morgoth was before we did this. Everything is it's, tenuous because it's, it's made the fucking language it's up. Morgoth's, it's Morgoth's um, <laughs> v- version of... Um, um, Tom's feeling very dejected right now. I feel like we need to... <laughs> it's Morgoth's version of Mordor. Okay. But it's like in the right in the northeast, right in the top right-hand corner of Middle-earth. <laughs> Last two songs. Penultimate song before I've... Oh, do you want to count to ten? <laughs> Just chill down. <laughs> this is Gandalf's song of fucking Lorien. <laughs> and that's it. Is this it? Oh. Call it Jamie, what the fuck's she saying? I don't know. Does it for me though. This is from this year. Hang on, this is this is from now. Yeah. <laughs> and not nineteen ninety two. Oh what was that drum? Cool. <laughs> this does not sound like it was made in twenty twenty. There absolutely destroys it for me. <laughs> I cannot take it seriously. Right, okay, let's 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 tie this up. I've got one more. I thought it might be. It's not uh, more goth. No. Uh, I thought I'd finish by playing something by Sauron himself. Oh, we oh. did Christopher Lee's um, yeah a metal metal band Charlemagne. No, he does an album about Charlemagne. Yeah, so he does. We need to do a whole episode on Christopher Lee because yeah. that motherfucker was crazy. Need like get dropped behind enemy lines to yeah, assassinate Nazis. He was in, um, not the SAS, but like did like OSS stuff. Yeah. And like just 
just slit loads of Nazi throats during World War Two, basically. What a nutter. What a nutter. And he also told me the, uh, taught me the correct pronunciation of piranha. What is it? What? what <laughs> it's what, piranha. It's not was, piranha. Piranha. Yeah, it's actually piranha. <laughs> okay, let's, let's tie this up with a little bit of uh, Christopher Lee. So this is from the 2014 album Metal Night. Nothing to do with Tolkien. What is he spitting? He's talking about Don Quixote. Oh, right. Hi, Don. Don Quixote. I hate it. <laughs> nah, I man, really I don't hate it. it. I fucking love it. The um. Listen to that synth in the background. That's fucking. Who's this, bro? <laughs> Who's this, bro? <laughs> Again, the guitar work is just so. He could have, like, he could have got a better band. Mm. Like, it's Christopher fucking. He could have, he could have afforded it. Yeah. Like, he's got all that Lord of the Rings Skriller, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure he's got bands queuing up to work with him. Well, not anymore. Rest in peace. So, uh, yeah, that's it. I give up. <laughs> I give up. I realised you this... really put the effort in this time. Like, I'm, I'm impressed. Are you? I am. Yeah. I'm fucking shattered. I'm really, I'm really happy that you put so much effort into a topic that I'm not particularly fussed about. I mean, you, you, you. Neither am I. You, Tom, you've made the major. You've been the crux of the episode. I think it made was... the majority of the content. I think it was my decision to do Tolkien and then knowing full well that I didn't give a shit about Tolkien. So knowing full well that you wouldn't gonna... have to do any of the work. Yeah, so I... Okay, well, next one, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to take a back seat. I'm probably going to be really pissed and uh, I'll, just, I'll just make comments in the background. Just sniping comments. Yeah. Oh, it was right. a jape, Jamie. Right. Uh, does, do you know where they can find us, Jamie? I'm um, going to test him now. Um, He's just going to reel off all the social media accounts. X and Ferris, SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook. <laughs> they um, all have different handles, Jamie. I could Be- only secure a few of them. Bebo. Uh, hotel. Uh, Abba Hotel. <laughs> Homework High. Um, what's the Penguin one? Um, oh, that. Club, pe- Club Penguin. Yeah. <laughs> You shouldn't know about that. <laughs> I, I can know what it is, Tom. I don't visit it um, regularly. Because of four lines. Uh, add me on uh, Battle.net so I can fight you all on COD Warzone. Okay. What's your handle? I'm not handing that out. Oh, come on. Just give it out, Jamie. Um, this, actually, this was back when I... Uh, I think I had been listening to a lot of Behemoth. So my my handle back then was like Jamie. Yoga. It was no, it was Jamie of Hell, but with, uh, of spelled O V. No, okay. Oh my god! Nice. <laughs> okay, so you can find us uh, uh, SoundCloud X and Ferris podcast, podcast. Uh, Instagram uh, X, X and Ferris, Ferris podcast. podcast. 
Twitter, X and Ferris Pod. Uh, Facebook. Do you, are you still manning Twitter at the moment? Uh, occasionally. Okay. Uh, X and Ferris, uh, a heavy metal podcast on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on a number of different uh, podcast platforms. Uh, still not on Spotify. <laughs> uh, I need to figure that one out. Yeah, we, are we? Are we working on it? Mm. Yeah. So uh, we it has been. We have spent some time away from each other, so we're probably a little bit rusty at this. I mean, we're pretty much uh, <laughs> a non-moving wheel anyway. Uh, but we should be back really soon. We're gonna uh, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. We're gonna pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> Give it some rigor. Are you? Um, so we're gonna be back. Uh, <laughs> fingers crossed. Same time next week. Are you, yes. you going to force me to get up at like? 7 a.m. on a Sunday next weekend as well. No, I'm not going to force you to do anything. Why don't we, anything? we ride a dawn, bitch? I, I was going to suggest we rec- we can record it at my flat, but no you're the, Tom, you're the one that can't drive. So I'm kind of I kind of have to turn come it, here. turn this off now. Just drive turn it off. Cast. Just end it. End it now. End it. Evasive tennis. <laughs>